Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Just trying to link up with Emily Drum, just struggling to get through to her at the moment. A couple of texts. Uh, Rugby has a semi-pro comp in America, as well as Sevens being big in the USA and still haven't made it in the States. If NRL think they can make it uh, in a few years, they're dreaming. They're dreaming. Salient point. I really thought when rugby became an Olympic sport... um, I thought they were going to go bang in sevens. And when they had Perry Baker there, I just thought we're going to start to see a new superpower in sevens, but they've fallen away, particularly in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, someone else's text, James Maloney. I agree. Cooper Cronk was another one. Yep, marquee player. Well said, Cameron. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I'm sort of surprised America haven't kicked on because all of those what is there, 20 or 30 NFL teams and there's a gazillion college football teams and just go and tap into that, tap into that. It may, maybe it'll come, maybe it'll come. But we are going to talk the White Ferns' magnificent display yesterday. I had the day off and so thank you to the cricket commentary to, team for uh, taking my shift tomorrow to allow me to be at home and do whatever I want and I found myself watching the whole game. It was that engaging, it was such a wicked performance and former White Fern joins us, part of our commentary team, Emily Drum joins us. Emily, um, wow, that was almost a complete performance. Yeah, it certainly was a, a very, very good performance and one that we we knew was somewhere in the back of the the uh, near the regions trying to find any way of getting a performance like that because those of us who who are involved in the game know that there's a lot of talent in that side but the frustration of not seeing it come out often enough has always been our gripe so but that was special really special performance happy to to have watched it and seen it and uh, that the girls should be really proud as well as the coaching staff as well. Yeah, very much needed. Like the T20s, uh, I think they had a one score in the 120 region and a couple in the 130s and then to come out and see 365 and initially I thought, oh, it'll be the ground, it'll be, but I actually think the biggest thing that I witnessed yesterday was a mindset shift. For me, it looked like the batsmen were really clear on their plans. They trusted the wicket. They knew that they'd missed out in the T20s. They knew that they had the game to take it to the Pakistanis. And just an awesome, 
opening partnership set the tone. It set us up for a massive score, and, and that's really critical. If you're going to get a big score, one of your top three has to get a big 80 or 100, and, and as it happened, everybody chipped in. Um, it sounds terrible saying chipped in because it was hardly um, you know, a, a gentle knockabout, but um, it was just it was an unusual performance by us because just looked like the batsmen were calm, they were clear, mm. and it's the sort of thing that coaches look for. They look for things that say that batsmen are going to have success, and, and it just, man, that is a blueprint. If we can somehow bottle that up and find a way of reproducing that time and time again, we'll be certainly competing against the better opposition, but the wicket was a dream, it was a road, and the batters just cashed in. Yeah, everyone, well, I often hear people say we're too reliant on... Um, particularly in recent years, Sophie and Susie, and in more recent years, Amelia Kerr, and sure, they all did deliver, but I'm just like, sit back and, and allow them, like they are, they are marquee players, they're amongst our best ever white ferns, Let, let's sit back and enjoy them, but really timely innings for Susie. Yeah, it was, and there's always heat that goes on those top players when they don't perform because we have needed them and been so reliant on them for a long time, but I was trying to, I was just saying before the game yesterday, I was trying to work out why we lost that, the T20 series, and why we failed to, to uh, at least give ourselves a decent chance, and there's not much between the stats of both sides, and, and really what it came down to is that collectively, Pakistan produced more per player, and we didn't, so we have to find the ways of, of getting more out of the non-superstar players to be competing because it's 11 aside and when you've only got three or four players contributing, it's not enough. It's not going to win you more games than, than you lose. So um, Pakistan, they, they all contribute and it's and they're actually a really experienced side. They're, they're way more experienced than us across the board, but we've got to make sure that that top seven contribute probably 80% of the runs because that's that's what's going to win you T20 and one-day games more often than not, they're not. And there is the observation that a lot of our key batters are uh, certainly in the second half of their careers, but our bowling stocks, we've got some really promising young bowlers. Once again, I'm, I've always been impressed with Jess Kerfett. Took a little bit of time to find a rhythm, but once she did, she was good. Amelia Kerr, en- enough said about that. But, you know, Fran Jonas, effective, only went for three runs and over off her 10. Our bowling stocks looks like we're pretty well served for the future there. We are, absolutely. I say that with a slight hesitation because their opening partnership really took it to us yesterday and it wasn't all just one-way traffic dominating the game. For 20 overs there, we were on the back foot and, and had no control over their opening partnership until we got that breakthrough. But Jess Kerr, quality player, um, and Leah Tahu, really experienced, but I just felt we didn't hit our lines, we didn't get precise enough around some of our our bowling uh, plans and, and we didn't execute as, as well as what I would have liked. The luxury for them is having such a large total, they could be forgiven for not getting it right. Um, but going forward, you know, again, one of our, our challenges is batting 50 overs in, in ODI cricket and clearly we did that comfortably yesterday. But if you're defending scores of the 220s, the 240s, our bowling group has to be a little bit better collectively. Again, that word collectively, it has mm-hmm. to be a bowling unit. But Fran Jonas, Mary Kurt, always giving your side a chance, always creating opportunities or giving the batsmen nothing to work with and making them have to earn every single run. So 
really good signs overall, but um, our pace attack probably was the only slight that I'd like to see improve a little bit. Consistency is such an important thing in cricket with big calendars, um, but this is the last couple of hitouts for our White Ferns internationally till about March. They'll go back and play some domestic stuff. Maybe some might jet off and go and play somewhere else. I'm not 100% sure, but consistency has been lacking for the White Ferns. You'll see a performance like yesterday, and then just days earlier, you've seen lacklustre in T20. What needs to happen? to get that consistency switch turned on? Yeah, there's lots of things. I think the mindset and the confidence of players is critical and the backing from the coaches. Yesterday there was a change in that they um, only played Bezidenhout as an opening batter and took the gloves off her and gave it to Izzy Gaze. Now that was a big call, um, but it also backs um, Bezidenhout to go out there and be free to score runs. Your job is to open the batting and score runs. So that confidence has got to be passed on to the player from the coach and making sure the message is really, really clear that the players go out and play freely, go out and play your game, know the opposition as well as you can and execute um, and taking that emotional piece of out of the game where, where you've got doubt and uncertainty. And the more that they play and the more that they, they actually uh, succeed, the more they will feel comfortable in the international environment. It's incredibly unforgiving and there's nowhere to hide, as we found in the T20. So there'll be some 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 disappointment over that series for sure, but I'm sure yesterday would have erased a few of those um, moments and, and we've still got to work out our best 11. I don't know if we've quite got it right, but um, we've, we've got a pretty good eight or nine mm. and de- depending on um, what type of format and, and opposition, we, we, we tend to to move it around a little bit. But, yeah, there is the break coming up for these girls um, in terms of international. So they've got two more dips at it before they get back to their domestic side. Next game's in a couple of days on Friday at Hagley. Um, how different the conditions, playing conditions, I'm not talking weather, but, um, you know, the wicket, will it behave differently or could, could we please pray for another road? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like another road, please. In fact, why don't they just leave the games down in Queenstown? That was a, it was a fantastic ad- advertisement for the game, if I'm being honest. It was brilliant in terms of power hitting, but also just the, the ability to rotate the strike and pick up those twos on a big ground. We play, we play on small grounds often, so you don't you, it's either one or four, and if you're lucky, you get a two. So Hagley will be reasonably big. I think the wicket will be pretty solid. I don't think it's going to be as true as Queenstown mm. was. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, I think it was very cold yesterday. Pakistan didn't really get up for that game, so they'll be hurting. They'll be really looking to come back. And they showed enough ticker with the bat, and that, that you cannot drop your game against those those types of players. They're too experienced. And, and um, the hundred scored by the opening batter was just a classy knock. So big test for the White Ferns to bounce back again and repeat a similar sort of performance and they've got to be really dogged and demanding of themselves in terms of uh, expecting nothing but an equal performance in terms of grit and determination, bat 50 overs, looking to score in the high 200, 300 plus. There's no reason why they can't, they've done it once and um, you'd expect a decent pitch at Hagley for sure. Let's hope so. Uh, Emily, thanks heaps for chatting to us today and uh, thanks for the work you're doing for us and bringing us pictures through the radio for us to follow along with the cricket. Uh, Really do appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. This is Emily Drum, former White Fern there. Um, 
Let's take a break. Uh, Sammy's, well, it's almost copyrighted now. The What's Making News segment, it's next.